Welcome to the Strategic Tech Coaching Podcast. Our host, Oscar Endermo, will together with guests share proven, tested strategies for improving your life and business. At the end of each episode, you will learn how you can use technology to implement those strategies into your daily life. We want to help you bridge the gap from inspiration to implementation. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Strategic Tech Coaching Podcast. This episode, I'm with Igor. And I was super excited to meet Igor because uh, I've been reading his books and I've been following him. He is uh, one of the top mental trainers in Sweden, one of the more f- more famous ones. Uh, he's been training a lot of different people, for example, Madeleine Wall, which is one of the top Thai boxers in the world, and also she's been part in uh, had a part in Wonder Woman. She was one of the stunt girls in Wonder Woman, and he's been her mental trainer for many many years. And Igor has uh, two interests: uh, one is mental training, and the other is martial arts and uh, that happens to be my interest as well i'm uh, if you don't know i'm very passionate about martial arts as well so i was really looking forward to go for a walk with igor and he uh, exceeded my expectations we had a great chat we talked about his background and how he worked with all these elite athletes and taking them to the next level there's a lot of lessons in this episode and i'm sure you will enjoy it we have, it was a sunny day in stockholm this summer so um, here we go another episode of the strategic tech coaching podcast Okay, we're on the south side of Stockholm and it's a beautiful sunny day. We're walking and talking and I'm looking forward to this conversation because I've been reading his books and I've been following his career for a while. His name is Igor. Igor, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So Igor, you are originally from former Yugoslavia but came to Sweden. How old were you when you came to Sweden? I was 18 years old and uh, I came when Yugoslavia disappeared as a country so yeah it's uh, ex-Yugoslavia now because the former republics uh, got involved into civil war yeah yeah so we said before that we won't do this to any political show we're gonna go straight to no my <laughs> no use about it I'm, it's very simple in, in my case because I have a mixed background yeah, yeah so the reason we moved when when the war started not just because it's the war it's the reason mm. enough but yeah but uh, because uh, all the different parts who participated in the war mm. um, are we related to? Because, like I said, I have a very mixed background. Uh, so they're from all sides. Yeah, 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 exactly. When Yugoslavia existed, I was Yugoslav. When it disappeared, I had, yeah. I had no, um, no belonging. Yeah. Wow, it must be tough. But uh, so, as an 18-year-old coming to Sweden, how was it? Uh, the first. Uh, you remember the, the first week in Sweden? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, it was very, it was very um, interesting in, in, in many ways, but, but it really gave me positive ex- expectations. Uh, mm-hmm. It was very exotic also, yeah. I'd like to say, yeah. yeah. Because uh, the, the nature and, and uh, the color of the sky and, and uh, the temperature of the wind. and yeah. the, the Was it winter or summer when you no, came? No, it was May. It was May. spring. Ah good time yeah and it was really really good uh, spring that year yeah, yeah. so um, I, I got uh, I got I'm I became in love on the first sight uh-huh. okay, actually yeah so, so it's better to come in May than in November <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah probably I didn't know what to expect so I, re- I was really open-minded you know it's because I was traveling from something not to somewhere so yeah. I even didn't have the destination Sweden. I uh-huh. didn't know 
where we didn't know where we would end up because mm -hmm. uh, like it was just a coincidence that decided it was Sweden. Yeah. So basically left everything yeah. and uh, came to a completely new place. Huh? Yeah, completely new part of the world. Mm -hmm. Your family was here as well? or? Uh, yes, my father, my mother and my sister, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And you spoke, uh, your English was good at that time? Or? Yeah, yeah, it was very good. Yeah, because, yeah, I think that helps getting it into... It was better than now, actually. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> okay. because I, yeah, yeah no. I, I was uh, just finishing my uh, secondary school studies. Mm -hmm. So the, the English was a very important part of the education. So, mm -hmm. but, but while, on the other hand, when I came to Sweden, all my energy was focused on learning the Swedish language. Yeah, yeah, so course. the English uh, became, uh, fell a little bit in the background. Yeah. And how did you find it? Like, what was the biggest confusion in, uh, at that time? Actually, I didn't have so many confusions at all. I believe because, because I don't have, because, because of my mixed background, I always ah, felt like I got like, to... vaccinated to, yeah. to I, I didn't have any particular Oh, you could sense jump of into belonging, oh, yeah, because okay. I, I was exposed to different cultures uh -huh. through my uh, relatives. Uh, okay. My relatives have different cultures, different uh -huh. backgrounds. So for me, I thought when I was small, uh -huh, okay. I thought everybody had yeah. it like me. Uh -huh. <laughs> then I understood, no, it's quite uh, unusual. Yeah, no, because uh, as you know, I live in Dubai most of, most of the time, and in Dubai there's a lot of people with mixed backgrounds, yeah. and they are very good at uh, melting in. They can adjust to any, env that's, any that's, environment. That's 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 my story yeah, also. So that was a good advantage. You just learned that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always felt when I was younger it was a little bit of a disadvantage because I, I never could say I am like this mm. and, and and then you feel okay this is me. Mm. I always felt well this is me and this is me also and this mm. is me also. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, which uh, which made it a little bit more difficult to to develop yeah. an identity. I didn't have any finished identity. Mm -hmm. I had mm -hmm. I had to my identity is more process oriented you know okay. it's not like uh, it's not like a stone you have mm -hmm. it and it's like this mm -hmm. it's more like a mm -hmm. jelly yeah let them pass here so oh, someone is jumping from something here into the water yeah <laughs> interesting hopefully into the water yeah exactly so uh, what did you do the first first years what did you uh, well, uh, well, well oh, after uh, Someone is filming with a drone. Yeah. Disturbances in the podcast studio when you go walking and talking. It's good. It makes it live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, what what did you do the first couple of years in Sweden? What was your career? I was actually choice? after just a week in Sweden. I uh, I participated in a karate competition. Uh huh. And uh, I came to finals because I was I was already before the war a member of a junior. Uh, uh, national team mm -hmm. so I was very good in that so ah, okay so as soon as I I yeah. came to Sweden so I started practicing ah, maybe okay. we should make a pause yeah we took a little bit of a break because there was a dance party in the middle yeah. of the road <laughs> again disturbances in the podcast studio okay so you participated in a karate competition yeah and ah. I came to finals and uh, then people other people who participated from the same town where I was where I came to, uh -huh. they asked me, why do you don't, uh, where are you from, why don't you come and practice with us? Ah, so, okay. so I made some uh, friends okay, through, through my karate interest already. Yeah. 
within one or two weeks. Yeah. So, um, so sports is an excellent way of, of course. getting into communities. Yeah, of, of, yeah. of meeting people and especially people with similar interests and similar values. Yeah. So we have a lot of uh, new immigrants in Sweden. And uh, I think this, these things that you're talking about is uh, adv- good advice for them already, you know. Well, you know, what, what sports makes people uh, conscious about mm-hmm. is that it's about, uh, it's about participation on the same base ground rules. Mm-hmm. So, for example... Doesn't, doesn't matter your background. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It doesn't matter what kind of background you have when you yeah. participate in the game, yeah. as long as you follow the rules of the game mm. and, and you participate in a good way, so you contribute with something positive, mm-hmm. then you are accepted as a part of the game. Mm. So, the problem becomes if you want to change the rules, mm-hmm. especially if you mm-hmm. just came mm-hmm. to a new, to a new um, situation yeah. that, and, and then you immediately want to try to change. Mm. That you can see it I, uh, as a pedagogue I, I see it already in kindergarten mm-hmm. so kids can gather they can be like four, three, five years old mm-hmm. and uh, usually the kids whose, whose parents um, take them to kindergarten early in the mornings mm-hmm. they are first mm-hmm. and then within one hour or an hour and a half then the whole group uh, gathers mm-hmm. but from the beginning it's just a couple of kids mm-hmm. and usually these kids whose parents starts working early mm-hmm. they get to know each other a little bit more because uh-huh. they they have like half an hour or uh-huh. so four form a minutes group yeah, exactly yeah. they they get to know each other mm-hmm. a little bit better because they're always first uh-huh. it's the same with kids who get uh, picked up later, picked up late. Uh-huh. exactly so they, they they develop a little bit closer relationship uh-huh. anyway so for your parents to go up early that's <laughs> Drop the kids a little bit earlier in kindergarten. No, it's just you know, it's uh, an observation. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, so if you have these kids like that, three or four um, kids who who play with something, mm-hmm. and then the child number five comes, mm-hmm. and uh, you can see uh, the difference how this child gets accepted, depending on how this child behaves. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Dr. Daniel Goldman, mm. who wrote uh, Emotion Intelligence, Emotional Intelligence yeah. g- uh, gives actually this or similar example. Okay. That if a, if a child comes and other kids are playing, and mm. this child immediately jumps into the, the game and don't mm. gets uh, don't takes time, don't take time and, and, and learn. Okay, what's happening here? Who is doing what? What yeah. are they playing? And then like gradually mm. becomes a part of the game. Yeah. then there is no problem. But if they come and immediately they want to, to jump into the game and without regard for what the, what the kids have been playing before, ah. then they just, we don't want to play with you. Ah, okay, okay. It becomes so, like... So a, the rules are set and then are you coming with new yeah, rules? Yeah. Then it's not accepted. Or, yeah. you, or you don't take time to find out what are the rules. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you know, you, and because when you become part of the game, then you can have the freedom to also participate in adjusting or deciding uh, the new rules but you have yeah. to be accepted first uh-huh. so, and in sports this is very uh, clear okay yeah and is that uh, would you say the same thing applies to any uh, any group like also companies where you have people come working together? I believe so especially when it comes to informal uh, communication yeah. yeah in companies yeah so you'll say the same thing and yeah, yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. Yeah. 
you can see it. Um, actually, there is a difference, which you already know. Yeah, yeah. The difference between team and the group mm -hmm. is that in the group, there are no ground rules. Mm -hmm. In the team, you have a you have a goal. What what the team needs to accomplish. Mm -hmm. You have something that you want to accomplish together, mm -hmm. and then it's uh, th then the rules gets decided by the nature of the goal. Mm -hmm. uh, and in sports, it's very clear. Mm -hmm. But so so in companies also. So mm -hmm. as long as you focus on your professional relationship with your colleagues, based on your professional contribution to mm. the goals of the company or goals of the working team, mm. it's very easy actually to, to communicate. Mm. Uh, mm. But if, if, if the goals of the company are not clear or they are just followed formally, mm. but actually informally people do something else, ah, yeah, yeah. then it becomes a problem yeah. uh, because then you have two set of rules. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's... Uh Let's uh, go forward a little bit. You, you, a couple of years ago, you were yeah part of a TV show in Sweden, uh, uh, Class Nine or what was yeah, the Class TV 9 show? A. Yeah, Class Nine A. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about that show? And, uh. Yeah, it was um, it was documentary, mm -hmm. and the document documentary was made uh, with the idea to find out. Uh, how big role the teacher plays mm. uh, in the development of a pupil or a mm. child mm -hmm. and uh, they took a um, class of of kids who were uh, I believe 14 years old mm -hmm. and uh, and during one semester yes mm -hmm. during one semester they they brought their the teachers who were uh, renowned as a very good teachers in their mm -hmm. respective subject. Mm -hmm. So you have like a very uh, the teacher from mathematics. They, they he he came from Stockholm. The teacher mm. from so basically they looked at the best teachers as well. Yeah, did, uh, yeah, yeah. Put it together. Th yeah. Those those of who, who you could say are very uh, mm -hmm. well known as very good pedagogues. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you were one of those teachers? Yeah, actually not from the beginning, mm. um, but uh, they, uh, they, they needed somebody for physical education mm -hmm. to, to, to teach physical education. And I'm, I was working as a physical education, education teacher in uh, another school in Malmö. Mm. And then, because of some reasons, the guy whom they pick from the beginning, he, he jumped off. Okay. So, so they didn't have physical education teacher, uh -huh. and they didn't know uh, where to find. And uh, the somebody in this school yeah. uh, recommended me. Okay. And they just said, "Well, you can look at this guy because he does something different. He combines uh, physical exercises with mental training." Mm, mm. And they looked me up. Uh, I had a homepage, mm. uh, maybe just a couple of. Maybe half year old homepage mm. or something. How many years ago was this? This was almost 2007, 10 years, ten years ago. 10 years yeah, when, yeah. when they, or 2000, 2008. 2008, 2008. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, so they contacted me on Tuesday uh -huh. and interviewed me on Wednesday yeah. and I had my first lesson on Thursday. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I didn't got the opportunity yeah. to meet my colleagues uh -huh. or to meet the class. And they were filming the first class immediately? They've been filming from the first second. Wow. So. Uh, 
<laughs> it was experience. Yeah, I can imagine. What was the result after? So you had uh, all these teachers, you did it for a year or one semester? Or? One semester, four okay. months. Yeah. And uh, we, we took over all the, all the subjects during mm. the four months. Mm. And um, it, it went very well, actually. The, yeah. the, the kids improved in, in uh, all the subjects they, they've been looking, especially they focused on uh, national, national test subjects. Mm. It's, mm. Uh, I believe, English, mathematics, and uh, and Swedish. Okay. Uh, and then they checked also some other subjects like uh, social science and stuff. Mm, mm. Uh, so, and it went well. But actually, when this show was done, mm. I got an assignment from the school to work with ordinary teachers. Mm -hmm. And f with with the mental aspect or mental yeah, training? Yeah, moral coaching. Yeah. Okay. Not uh, teaching them karate. No. no, no. They, they, they <laughs> so they can defend themselves no, against no. tough t students. No, no. It, it's all about cooperation yeah. and, and relationship of trust. Yeah. So, um, and one one thing we we based our cooperation at was that actually if my idea uh, was that it's not about special teachers. It's about expectations. Mm, yeah. Expectations from children and helping them to 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 pass their own um, limited beliefs. Mm, yeah, because I heard of similar experiments that was done in the US, I believe, I don't know, it was in the 70s, when they set the expectations and yeah. everything changed, you know. Exactly. Uh, they, they, there was one experiment, I don't know if you heard about that one, but they said before to the yeah. teachers that this year you're going to have the best students. Yeah. And uh, they uh, they had really good grades after yeah. that semester, and it was not the best students. It was just an they About just random. Yeah, exactly. So managing those expectations. Well, was that show that you say your your uh, the launching of your career as a coach and a mental trainer? You would say not or? really. I was I was uh, having my company maybe uh, Already a year so. before, oh, okay. almost a year before. But what what happened is that. Um, Instead of just working in the close area where I live, I got after this show. I I got assignments all, all over Sweden. Ah, okay. So yeah. in in that way, so it helped to it push increased, to, to it promote you. The yeah. area of of my uh, employment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was the, you've written seven books, I believe. Yeah. Uh, what so was, far. What was the so far exactly? How many books are in you? That's. Uh, <laughs> what was the first book that you you wrote? It's called uh, soul, de soul Defense. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. excellent. I think, uh, I think I have that one. I have two of your books. Yeah. So I don't have all seven. I need to buy my more. <laughs> I'm reading your, uh, your latest book at the moment. And, uh, Learning how to lose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, mental training is something that I'm very passionate about. And uh, I'm certified by Lars-Erik Unestol. And I believe you have worked a lot with Lars-Erik Unestol yeah, as well. Yeah, he's my mentor. Yeah. So when did you meet Lars Erik the first time? And if you, for those of you listening, uh, I recommend you to listen to the first episode when I interview Lars Erik because he's an amazing person and has a lot of interesting stories. He has, he has had an amazing life. So listen to that episode. I recommend if you haven't heard it before. But Igor, well, when did you meet Lars Erik the first time? And how did you get into mental training in Lars Erik? Uh, like I said before, I, I was uh, practicing a lot of. I, I was practicing karate. On, mm. on a elite level mm. as, as, a, as a youngster mm. and uh, when I uh, when I moved to Sweden I got in contact there are like two important places for me to visit uh, mm. when I come to a new, to a new uh, 
area and it's it has always been library mm. and if it has been a local gym and mm. if they practice karate it's like so normal. it's the physical and the mental aspect the karate is the physical and the library is the yeah actually the, the, because karate is based on japanese budo uh, yeah. all samurais they they had the saying uh, pen and the sword uh, yeah, and exactly. it was like the base of their uproading uh, yeah, yeah you yeah. you cannot call yourself civilized person yeah. if you don't if you don't master both yeah, in yeah, uh, yeah. as a, as a warrior in yeah, in, in yeah. an old time so uh, so they always encouraged the the mental and physical development mm. as a, as a two wheels on the same car mm-hmm. which is uh, so important <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, because otherwise if you just practice physical part you become a brute yeah, yeah. and if you j- just uh, practice the mental part you become delusional mm-hmm. you yeah. know you, you have to have both mm-hmm. uh, like two wings on a bird mm. so you found Lars Erik in, yeah, in the library yeah, yeah, or some the, karate his books actually yeah, his yeah. books uh, I, I, I'm, they are like some subjects that are interesting for me it has mm. always been of course physical uh, mm. physical education gymnastics mm. uh, martial mm. arts but also um, religion and philosophy mm-hmm. and psychology mm-hmm. not, not to, mm. to mention the least psych- mm. the most psychology and uh, uh, I, I came across something that was called mental training mm. and uh, I never heard about it before mm. so it, just the name made me interested because mm. uh, Budo Japanese uh, martial arts is all about mental training mm. through physical practice mm-hmm. yep. but the goal is mental perfecting development perfecting that pa- punch uh, doing it over and over and over again yeah. Yeah. yeah to be able to do a good punch you have to have a good balance physically mm. but to be able to have a good balance physically you can't have it if you are mentally unbalanced uh, yeah. so so it's like reverse engineering uh, so yeah. you start with something simple as a punch mm. but to perfect this punch you have to change yourself you mm. have to perfect your physical balance mm. and to do that mm. you have to change your mental balance first mm. yeah so uh, so uh, yeah and, and I came ac- across his books and I read uh, all I could uh, come over mm. actually it was a big motivation for me to learn the Swedish because mm. I learned most of my Swedish language by uh, through translating his books ah, okay yeah okay. yeah because I was so curious and uh, really ah. uh, eager so to your find Swedish out. was not that good when you found the books I just I just lived in Sweden for one month uh-huh. <laughs> so you were already like it was I said, when you were I just, 18. yeah, yeah ah, I just okay. went to library this is the first thing I did yeah. library so <laughs> if you ever had to move to another country go to your local karate club and go to the library yeah. <laughs> that's the best way to <laughs> or local whatever interests you yeah football club or whatever you need to have a passion I believe you need to have a passion so so this passion makes you connect with people who who share your passion Uh, yeah yeah exactly and then your similarities become more important than your differences yeah no I mean I see that wherever you are if you start talking football with someone that's passionate about football it doesn't matter where you like (laughs) Messi is still and Ronaldo are still debated if who's the best player wherever you are in the world or Zlatan if you're from Malmö yeah exactly (laughs) Okay, well, so you okay? So already at that time you started getting interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really yeah. interesting from the and beginning. And did you use it in the karate? Yeah, yeah, from the beginning it was for my own uh, interest. I just saw it like uh, an area of of uh, of using it. It was my own competition career. And how do you use it? Visualizing the game yeah, or yeah, getting the, in the, to the flow states? Or yes, what? it was. It was um, at that time there were still uh, cassettes mm-hmm. that you can yeah. borrow that you could borrow from in, the in library li- from the ah, library yeah, yeah. so uh, but but they were now you're saying how old you are showing yeah 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 <laughs> of course exactly <laughs> so uh, as, yeah. as soon as I, I learned uh, 
Swedish good enough to, to be able to understand yes, the, the content of, of uh -huh. these cassettes. So I started to practice. Uh -huh. and, uh, and so you learned Swedish by listening to Lars Eriks' yeah, meditation? Mostly, yeah, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then a couple of years later, I believe in the, in the end of 90s, mm. uh, I, I contacted him because I was thinking about my future what to do. career. Mm. Yeah. And uh, because I, all, you know, this is interesting because he, guy, the guy, never had contact with me, and I was well aware of that. But I was in contact with him for many years mm, through yeah, his. Yeah, uh, I know what you mean. Through his. Uh, because you listen to lessons. it, you read it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you, it feels you like you know yeah. him. You know. Yeah, it feels like you know. You you wake up with him and you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go to bed with like, him. Like yeah, like a mentor whispering yeah, yeah, things yeah. into exactly. your ear. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so for me it was a natural. I, I, I had some difficulties to decide. Okay, what will be my next step when I mm. learn Swedish and when I got the the, the um, possibility to start studying on the uh, university level? Mm. So I was thinking, okay, what should I what should I start with? The mm. first three years I, I already knew. So I when I was finished when, with my first uh, exam, mm. then I was thinking to uh, studying for some more. And idea was maybe I should start working. Uh, I was very interested in sports psychology. Mm. And the other alternative was okay, becoming a mental trainer because uh, mm. it was also interesting. So I couldn't decide. So mm. I called Lars Erik on the phone, uh -huh. and I asked him, "Please, you just can looked you?" Just up his number in the phone. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Okay. Um, in, 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 in the in the ah, in the books. In the books, uh, yeah, you always yes. have uh, yeah. the contacts. Uh, yeah. His old books. Yeah. So I called the Scandinavian uh, leader uh, yeah. university, mm. Scandinavian university, yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I, I, he answered, and it was very funny because I, I knew his voice very yeah. well. So I shortly explained to him why, I, why I'm calling, and I said, "Please, can you help me to decide? Because I, I have some difficulties in deciding what are the pros and cons with these two different uh, uh, educations." And uh, he explained, and what, something I really that I really liked about him was that first and foremost, he, I was just. Uh, um, Joe Schmo, mm. who, yeah, who called good, him, yeah. you know. <laughs> who's this person? Yeah, yeah. And, and he and he took good twenty minutes yeah. to to of his time yeah. and energy yeah. to to explain this to yeah. me. So he was not like, okay, I'm busy person, you no, know, goodbye. The, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he comes from the, he wants to serve, you know. Yeah, he has really this yeah. really beautiful attitude of. Yeah. of it maybe it doesn't always work in business, for, but uh, no, for no. serving, I mean, he's contributing, he's, yeah. he wants to help. You know? He wants to make a positive difference. Yeah, yeah. So, and I really experienced, experienced that firsthand oh, uh, in our first Great. contact. Mm. And then, so it was first about his attitude that really impressed me, uh, that he was really willing to, to help and to, to, take, to take his time to explain. Mm. And then the second thing was, he took like 10 minutes and explained, gave me a very good and th a thorough explanation of uh, what it takes to become sports psychologist, mm. and uh, and then he made the same thing for what it takes to become a mental ah. trainer. So he wasn't he like wasn't favorizing. Telling you like what to do. No, no. Was, it's of course mental training is much better, <laughs> yeah, also, uh, okay. even though it's it's ah, his he's own. He's just showing uh, the options. Yeah. No, he just gave me objectively ah, okay. uh, options. So yeah. and and then left me to decide on ah, my own. Okay. And you know, combination of him taking time yeah. and giving me this friendly um, and, and objective explanation yeah, so yeah. I could have free opportunity to choose on my own yeah. it just made me 
uh, really impressed of the guy. So I yeah. said, okay, I'll become a mental trainer. <laughs> so he I didn't push you to like do him. it, but yeah, yeah. somehow we did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to become like him, you know. If, if you are like, uh, I want I want to study with this guy. You know? So, yeah, so that was my first. And then it took maybe a couple, couple of years. And then I got the first course. I believe it was in 2000. Uh-huh. The distance course? The... No, no, the, the live course ah, okay. uh, for, uh, for a stress manager or something ah, okay, like that. Okay. It was, uh, and and there we met physically, uh, uh, and uh, and I was I was a student, mm. so I didn't have so much money, and uh, I almost I just had you know enough money to pay my bills, mm. and that's it. So uh, it took me like half a year to just gather money for this course, mm. and uh, and then and there he explained about uh, a little bit more about mental trainer mm. and what it takes mm. and. Uh, and I just knew, okay, oh my God, uh, it will make, maybe take me five years or something mm. before I can pay for this. Uh, my, uh, my, I, just, I just don't have those yeah. means. So I gathered some, some courage and I asked him during one of these mm. days on the course, how uh, is it possible for me maybe to pay uh, uh, like in, in uh, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like in uh, parts, yeah. if I can break I it down. Years. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah within, no, within a couple, at least, yeah. every month some sum. Yeah, yeah. So, so because I didn't want to wait for five yeah, years. Yeah. If it's possible, I, I was almost sure yeah. it wouldn't be. But yeah. I, oh, I, I was thinking, well, I can ask. Yeah. And he said, he said, he just looked at me and he said, well, um, you know what? I already decided to to sponsor you. Uh -huh. Oh, nice! And I was so surprised. So I didn't know what to say. And mm. then it, this was just during five minutes break. So then we had to go back and continue. Mm. So in the end of this day, uh, the, the discourse day, I mm. went to him again and I repeated my question yeah. because I was sure I misunderstood. Uh. And he looked at me again, you know, in you know his <laughs> way, and he's just. No, but I already told you, you know, yeah. I uh, just write down your uh, address and uh, so so I will send you the, uh -huh. the whole uh, stuff. Yeah. Well, but about paying, no, like I said, I will sponsor you, he said. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you, that, that's, 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 yeah. it, and it was like after we met for two days or oh, something, okay. so, yeah, that's so nice I really love the guy, yeah, as yeah, you so can that's, understand. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so nice of him. Yeah. That, that was my way into the mental training. Oh, okay. And now, shall we talk a little bit about now? Or you've been working with elite athletes, I believe. You've been working uh, with all, uh, all athletes. Some of mm. them are elite, and those are the the ones that gets attention mm. that people always talk about. But actually, I work with all athletes. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. even uh, those who are not elite, yeah. from kids who are 15 years old yeah. and just yeah. played on amateur level to mm. people who are professional and compete yeah. and internationally. So let's talk about your the the. The book that is it your last book? Because I, mean, I know you're about to release a new book, but Learning to Lose or, uh, is the name. Yeah, of it. Learning yeah. How to Lose. Yeah. So what what is that about? Learning how to lose. Yeah, it's um, my interest uh, in in mental training uh, is mostly influenced by need of handling difficult situations. Mm, yeah. So the, you can call it like mental toughness or mm, mental mm, strength. That, mm. That's that's my whole. That, that has always always been my interest because mm. of a couple of reasons and mm. some of those are already uh, important in, in, my, uh, in my childhood. Mm. And these things got accentuated through the years and they really like peaked because of the civil war. So mm, yeah, I felt a really big urge of, of learning how to handle difficult situations. Yeah, yeah. Well, one kind of difficulty that every person meets 
is when we encounter loss mm. in all its different variations. Yeah, it yeah. can be the, the loss of health, it mm. can be the loss of of football game, it mm. can be a loss mm. of relationship. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's always when you feel that something is lost, something that you value, something that you cherish, something that you will maybe miss for the rest of your life, mm. or that it was just very important for you for the last one hour, you will forget about it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But in in a couple of minutes of of uh, encountering the loss, yeah, it yeah. feels like the world is ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though if it it, it doesn't. Mm. So so. For me, it became like a uh, summary of mm. what mental toughness is all about. Mm. It's about developing your capability mm. of uh, of handling loss mm -hmm. in all its uh, in all its ways of of showing. Yeah, I, I mean that's part of life. We're exactly. all gonna go through it. <laughs> we yeah. know it, but I don't think many people are training for it. We don't, we don't it. like to think about it. No, we yeah, exactly. Like yeah. And, and for me, if you don't learn how to lose. It's mm. very it's very difficult, almost impossible to focus on playing the good game. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's game of tennis or if it's game of life. Yeah, yeah. Because if you if you don't know how to handle the loss, then you're always worried about loss. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the deep of uh -huh, your heart, uh, yeah. there is this worry. Yeah, because you what have happens fear if, from if it, I lose? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Fear steals focus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you how do you do that? How do you prepare? How you learn how to lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, I know a lot of people are just thinking, focusing on winning and, you know, this. Yeah. But uh, how do you prepare to lose? Yeah, you know, preparation is you prepare so you don't need to think about things. Mm. It's, uh, so it's, it's the base of training. You can actually um, almost say that training and preparations are the same. Mm. It's, it's two different words for the same thing. Mm. When you train, you prepare mm. for something. Yeah. Uh, and to prepare you train mm -hmm. so um, so the so you prepare to lose so you don't think about losing mm. so you can focus on winning when you play the game mm. it doesn't matter of uh, context yeah but would you do that in a visualization because for me if i no 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 you yeah. don't you don't you, you when you when you visualize you visualize winning the perfect uh, yeah, game yeah 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 of course perfect, yeah you you want to the perfect scenario yeah yeah the perfect scenario the, the, it's it's yeah. that part is uh, clear yeah, yeah. Uh, but learning how to lose is about being able to stay with that perfect scenario and not get distracted when doubts knock on your door mm, yeah, or yeah. when you are hurt yeah. or when you are uh, when you feel demotivated or yeah. depressed or or worried or yeah. sad yeah so how do you keep your motivation to continue staying focused on this perfect scenario yeah, yeah. and how how do you accept when the scenario is obviously not developing in the way you wanted it to, even if you visualize and everything but it doesn't it doesn't get as you as you planned for it yeah how do you stay focused and not give up just because you don't have the perfect scenario how do you can still have good enough scenario yeah you know because mm -hmm. many people who are just perfectionists they focus on the perfect mm. and when they notice well this is not happening mm. then they give up mm. yeah or get into a uh, depression if it's yeah yeah exactly or yeah. get angry and yeah. whatever but it's all just different ways of giving yeah. up so, so for example in sweden we have the mma fighter alexander gustafsson yeah i don't know have you worked anything with him or uh, not not actually with him, him no personally. but i know well who, who he is yeah so i mean he he had a big loss here in sweden which was devastating for him yeah 
I mean, he was crying and it was, it was so tough for him. Of course, him, you, you know? do that, you know. It's, yeah. it's, uh, you, you put your heart and soul and body yeah. into the game and then yeah. when you lose... And in MMA, definitely your body has... You yeah, know, yeah, of it's course. A risk of it hurts. Yeah, exactly. It's like a train is hitting It hurts, you. Yeah. both inside and outside the body. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You can't, uh, yeah. But you, you worked with uh, Madeleine Wall, correct? Yeah, yeah, of and course. And she, what is her? She was the Thai boxer, Thai boxer yeah. world world champion, or uh, no, world, not uh, she you, was top three. Top she three, actually yeah. um, competed on world championships yeah. uh, title, uh, but actually lost it. Okay, one. so top three best Thai boxer in the world, yeah. a Swedish uh, Swedish lady. Yeah. So how did you work with her to prepare her for uh, prepare to lose? <laughs> uh, you know, when you explain it, you you call it prepare to lose, but mm. actually it's just how do you. How do you keep your focus yeah. on playing the game? Yeah. Should we try to go up here? Yeah. And so many uh, people here listening to our conversation. We yeah. need to, to find another way. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry, continue. No yeah. problem. So, so uh, it, it's about how to stay focused on constructive things mm. and not get talk, don't, don't get talk, uh, caught into destructive stuff. Mm. And the, there are three, three aspects of how you do that. And these three aspects overlap each other. Mm. So when you explain them, they look like three things, but actually they are one and the same thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, these three aspects are the control of breathing, mm -hmm. uh, the control of tension, mm -hmm. and the control of attention. Mm -hmm. So, um, and these three are interconnected, yeah. which means breathing, attention, attention, and the tension control. Tension control. And that, I mean... I had a lot of people working with uh, with sports on this podcast, but mm. these things applies to everything you do. I mean, if you go into a meeting, yeah. these are the same things. If you're doing a presentation, exactly. anything that <laughs> with a little bit of pressure, you can use these techniques, correct? It's, yeah, and, it's the and same principle. Uh, yeah, the, the principles are the same. It's just about, for, for me, it's about understanding that many people speak about breathing. Some other are very focused on relaxation yeah. and there are many who emphasize the, the attention, attention control yeah yeah but the, the important thing i learned through both my martial arts and life experience is that these three are very interconnected so when mm -hmm. i teach these three i teach them as one mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and because like the two thirds of this concept are about the body mm. even though it's mental training mm. it becomes very easy for my client at already, uh, already from the first uh, hour we spend with each other, to be able to evaluate mm. through their own experience mm. uh, the quality the of their attention control. They, they yeah. can notice it immediately. Yeah. Exactly. So, so mm. one one of the big um, one of the big challenges of being a mental training coach is that usually people interpret this as it's learning how to think. Mm. Yeah. But for me. And uh, as, as you already know, it's it's all about what state you are at. Mm. It's not about thinking, because especially if you are competing or doing some important work, you don't have time to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just I mean, have even, to even you start thinking, it, the, the performance goes down, no? Exactly. Because exactly. you need to be in the flow state. And the, exactly. You know, yeah. Exactly. In uh, in sports psychology, there is one uh, friend of Lars Jerich, uh, mm. who, who who is also a doctor in sports psychology, uh, Robert Neidefer. Mm -hmm. I learned from him the phrase paralysis by analysis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you you become you lose your focus on what you are supposed to do, and you get caught up in your own head. Mm, yeah. So, uh, so how do you how do you make it possible for you for yourself 
to stay focused on the on the goal of mm. the of the activity mm. and and stay there yeah, and, and how you come back there mm. when you when you get distracted because everybody mm. gets distracted we have a school class running by, by us now they're yeah. doing their gymnastics it's good yeah but it's a beautiful sunny day so uh, is that book in English as well, or is it only in Swedish? Not yet, only in okay. Swedish. It just came out for uh, like 10 months ago. Yeah, okay. So I, I intend to, okay. to translate it. So, so that book, uh, we have about 60% of the listeners are in Sweden, so you can buy that book on, yeah, just search for Igor, and uh, what's the Swedish title? Uh, att lära sig förlora. Att lära sig förlora. Vägar till styrka i svåra situationer. Yeah, so... That's if you're in Sweden. If you're outside of Sweden, you have to wait until he translates the book. But can you give maybe two, three concrete advice for, to the listeners on how, how they can use this in, in their daily life? This, uh... Well, I can give explanations mm. uh, and, uh, and description of what it's about. And, and then people need to train it, I believe. Yeah, of I course. Mean, it's, that, that, yeah. Then this, I can yeah. give knowledge, but competence you develop. Exactly. This, this is what Unus was saying. It's two yeah. words. It's mental training. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's not, uh, it's not a quick fix. You need to train as well. Like, like exactly. Else. So understanding something doesn't mean you can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you can understand, so it hopefully makes you motivated to, to practice. Mm. And then you can do it. Yeah, to turn it into competence. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm. So... Um, well, what can I say? Uh, in every situation that, that you find yourself at, that you would love to just avoid if you mm. could, mm. Uh, or, but something, sometimes you can't. Yeah. And uh, how do you handle this? Yeah. So, uh, in every situation there are uh, aspects of these situations that, are in your, that you can control yeah. and the things that are outside of your control. Yeah. So, the first principle is about understanding and differentiating, being able to differentiate these two kinds of factors. Mm -hmm. So you practice in your chosen area mm. to become good in, in, in intuitively mm. uh, filtrating the reality of the situation so you automatically focus on the aspects that you can control mm. and leave think, everything else. Yeah. I think in martial arts there's, there's two of you so there, it's very important there because it's you cannot do anything what you don't know what the other opponent is going to exactly. do you can only focus on what you can yeah, do you know? exactly. I mean in team sports it's a, it's a little bit different but in uh, I mean you have uh, if Madeleine Wall is going up at another Thai boxer there are yeah. some things that she can control and some things that are completely out of her control because... Exactly. You know, and actually, um, in, even in teamworks, you can control how you practice as a team. Mm, you can yeah. control how you communicate as a team. Mm. You can control what kind of strategy you, you lay down as a team and how, how good you are at following the strategy, staying, mm. staying with that strategy during the whole game. Mm. This is what you can control. Mm. But you can't control how many of your teammates are actually going to commit themselves to, mm, to, to what mm, we've been practicing. Yeah. And so if you get an individual, yeah, yeah. sidetracked yeah. by their behavior, mm. then you start playing worse as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so the principle is the yeah, same. Yeah, you can't get upset because the other football player is not running enough. Even though, even though they, they, they are part of my own team, yeah. if I get distracted by what they do, yeah. then I contribute to my team less playing mm, yeah. by, by chasing them or mm. being angry with them. It decreases my own uh, mm. my own quality of performance. Yeah. So that's the first then. When you're in those negative, tough situations, remind remind yourself on what you can control and what's outside yeah. of your control. And to be able to remind yourself, it's very good if you prepare yourself before the situation. Mm. So this is, you know, every situation is different and specific. 
but there are some general things that follow in every situation mm. and these are you are always the part of every situation mm. you are involved at mm. and the three things that you will have with you with you as long as you live or mm. are conscious mm. is that you breathe mm. you have certain level of tension in mm. your body and you have your attention it's mm. it's focused on something mm. Mm. so these are the general parts mm. uh, that you that that are that that belong to every situation mm. so this is what we can practice generally on day to day basis mm. yeah. then you um, uh, you 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 combine these general parts with specific parts depending on if you're doing sports of, mm. or if it's about business or mm. if it's about family situation mm. this is one of the things that's very important for me because you have different methods of practicing mm. you have mindfulness you have progressive relaxation you have mm. autogen training mm. autogenetic training actually the, the full name you mm. have um, you yeah. have transcendental meditation mm -hmm. you have mindfulness you have yeah. self hypnosis yeah uh, you have yoga so you many have, different yeah yeah exactly yeah. you have vipassana meditation yeah. you have so then you start wondering at least i wondered for a long, long time ago already years ago well i just jumped on, on everything because i was interested in mental training it mm. was like my big passion yeah yeah and I wanted to learn yeah. what are the principles behind all these methods. Mm, yeah. Because, of course, there are some differences between, between all these methods. Yeah. Uh, so bigger or smaller. But some general common denominator mm. that, that uh, are part of all of these methods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these Because three, it's the same, same end goal. And exactly. It's different. Uh, Not always, and, actually. Yeah. Ah, okay, but yeah. but the, the some, some principles they, may, they have are same and it mm. is always about control of attention control mm. of breathing mm. or ah. and control of breathing or and control of uh -huh. so tension. you're saying it's two of uh, two out of the three or at least two of three two, yeah. two of three you have yeah. to have yeah but so with your you, method you're combining all three of them yeah, yeah this is my concept yeah. not method because okay concept uh, I can use different methods depending on my clients needs mm -hmm. and depending on their preferences mm -hmm. so if I have a client who already has some experience of self-hypnosis, then I use that uh, yeah. method, but making them understand that it's about principle. So you, do, you use this method to be able to control the factors that you can control, mm -hmm. uh, which is tension, attention and breathing in mm -hmm. this specific situation that you are preparing yeah. for. Yeah. yeah. And, if, uh, and if this person is already has, has, an, uh, has some positive expectations about mm -hmm. mindfulness mm -hmm. or about relaxation, mm -hmm. Oh, I did some relaxing for many years ago. Mm. I just, I'm doing some mm. yoga or whatever. Then instead of teaching them self-hypnosis, uh, we use to, that method. Yeah, okay. Because, so uh, you can adjust a little bit to the yes, person, a lot. person's background and personality. And I think that totally makes sense because not everyone is willing to no. lay down for 20 minutes every day. No, why they, would they? You know? I mean, they have, the, yeah. for me, it's, uh, we have to, it's not about making them the followers of a certain method. No, it's, it's about making them better people, better sports well, person. It's better. making them able to uh, handle the specific situations mm. they want to prepare for. Mm. Not better people either. It's not my area. Then, oh, then you okay. become a priest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's how they handle <coughs> this specific context that they, are, that, that they need some support mm. in learning how to... Yeah. how to uh, perform it or how to stay calm it or mm. how to continue thinking constructively yeah. 
it's it's all about that. Anything more about that book before we move on to your latest book? Or no, that that's the basic actually. Yeah. That, that book is very important because I mm. wrote it after uh, after ten years. Okay. So um, to be so honest, I only read half of it. I'm sorry. Yeah, no <laughs> I left it in Dubai over the summer, so I need to read it when I come back to Dubai. So I'll read it and I'll send an I email. I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> Uh, so your latest book is together with Madeleine Val, right? Yeah, she. Yeah, she. Yeah. She. So, th so this is a Thai boxing girl, and that is she was also now in uh, what was the movie that she was? Uh, the Wonder stunt? Woman. Wonder Woman. She was one of the Wonder Womans. Yeah. Amazing. So what is the the latest book about? It's called. You know, I have this. Uh, it's it's about the same thing, just just a different approach. Mm. So, um, but if the the learning how to lose is more general about the concept. The um, uh, strong on the inside is the the title of this book with, mm. Med with Madeleine. Uh, it's about the same thing, but from a different perspective. Mm. Um, I had the opportunity to to have a, to cooperate with Made for uh, I believe almost ten years. Mm. She was one of my first clients, and in the mm. beginning she was client, and then after a while we developed a friendship, which mm. usually happens if you have some. Mm. a little, little bit of long-term uh, relationship, then you mm. start uh, getting to know each mm. other. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, um, and I had some challenges. It's, you know, every new client is a challenge, mm. of course, because you have to put yourself in their position and, mm. un and understand, okay, what specifically do they want to, to mm. do they need to handle and do they want to, and then uh, do, do they want to learn how to, how to, stay in control of themselves in this mm. specific situation and uh, in Mada's case it was a Thai boxing from the mm. beginning yeah. but then also uh, she she has some uh, she had some uh, attention difficulty problems oh, because okay. she has ADHD uh -huh, yeah. so I really in already in the beginning I noticed that I really have to be very clear and very specific and very short mm. in my instructions. Yeah, yeah. If I w if I want to keep her respect and her interest, uh -huh, yeah. or okay. maybe interest and respect, uh, actually yeah, yeah. The, the other way around. But uh, this made me to this made me to develop a special kind of pedagogy for for people whose. Um, attention span mm. is not that wide and, and I can I would imagine this is my assumption that a person like that is not ready to lay down and do a 30 minute no meditation. it's it's like it's a punishment yeah it's like a real punishment yeah. for them this so is then you what need I mean. to work physical you know yeah and because I'm pedagogue mm. uh, uh, a teacher, in the background yeah. yeah in the background so this is my way of working with mental training I always uh, adapt mm. and create many times create the specific method f f that is specifically made for my client mm, yeah and you can only do that when you work principle based not method based mm -hmm. because if you work method based then you want to adapt the client to the method mm. but if you work principle based then you create a method that is adapted to the client's mm. needs it's a little bit bruce lee huh? Wasn't actually, also, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, Bruce Lee's uh, Bruce a little Lee's, bit uh, more Bruce principles Lee's, than, uh, yeah, Bruce than Lee's, following uh, uh, one path. You know? Yeah, Bruce Lee's uh, inspiration is uh, Taoism, yeah, Chinese yeah. Taoism, and uh, Tao Te Ching. Mm. And uh, he actually based all his philosophy. You know, this is funny because 
he studied philosophy mm. uh, in the United Again, States. Again, it's the Bushido, the pen, yeah, pen and the sword. Yeah. yeah, of course you yeah. can't. You can't. He studied philosophy and uh, and he was doing martial arts and all this stuff that uh, people assigned to him mm. are actually Taoistic Chinese ah, philosophy okay, stuff. Yeah, but yeah. he was the first one that brought who it out made uh, yeah. Western people uh, 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 hear okay. this. Ah, okay, yeah. And at that time nobody was reading Chinese yeah, philosophy, yeah, yeah. almost nobody yeah, at least. Yeah. So, oh, this is Bruce Lee, this yeah. is Bruce Lee. Yeah, it but is he, Bruce Lee. Yeah. It but is, it's uh, always it's like Lao that. Tse, I mean, it's Lao Tse, it's Chuang Tse. But it's the saying, if you come far, it's because you're standing on the shoulder of giants. So yeah, he exactly. came far because he had, I mean... Of course, yeah. he, he it's based... Like he, he you he worked with Unistol and now you're, exactly. you know, yeah. and then uh, he course. was your mentor for a while and now... He's still my mentor. Yeah, yeah. As long as he lives, he's <laughs> my big... Oh, uh, exactly. big yeah. uh, so anything else? Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, we're coming to an end of the show. So any well, no, I mean, I, I could talk, I talk for hours with this. I think we should do this again one day, maybe. Of course. Uh, if you come to Dubai or maybe I'll come back to Sweden and we do it again because... Uh, I like I said before we had the mics on I'm uh, interested in martial arts and uh, also and what interested me in the martial arts was always also the philosophical part as well that's the most I mean uh, I did I was not attracted to just boxing or wrestling mm, exactly. or I was more interested in the Asian martial arts because it was the philosophy behind it exactly yeah, me, too. So me too I'm sure we can talk more about that some other time so. yeah and like like you see already uh, what you mentioned here the, the part that I love about uh, Far East way of perspective on life is that they don't divide the physical and the mental part mm. of the life. Mm. So if you want to learn philosophy, you practice martial arts. Mm. Otherwise, you just become a philosopher mm. yeah. and you cannot do a shit about the <laughs> thing you understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you just become a fighter or, yeah. you know, a brute. Yeah. And you, the only thing you are good at is beating people up, yeah. but you can't use this... Uh, understanding yeah. of how you yeah. function in life yeah. so you have better yeah. life and uh, this thing that you talked about uh, controlling your breath controlling your attention and controlling your attention if you can learn to master this you can use it every day yeah, you, you can know. use it uh, in, you, you, know. you use you do it with yourself yeah. and then wh wherever you bring yourself yeah. you bring your yeah. competence with yeah. you even for me sometimes when i do podcasts I, I get nervous not not when i go walking and talking and not when uh, but when i do it over skype sometimes yeah. when you have time to doubt yeah exactly and skype technology i don't know it's i, I prefer this because we meet face to face but i do some interviews over skype and then i can go back to you know focus on my breath relax exactly. and attention just okay what is this person want to share and how exactly. can i exactly so excellent Thank you so much. Thank you, Oscar. It was, was a great fun. Uh, we had a little bit of noise. I cut a lot from this, but uh, yeah, that no, was fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Good luck. So there you go. Another walking and talking episode with smart people. Igor is pretty smart, don't you think? He is a great guy and he's very center centered, you know. can tell that he's been working a lot on himself. He's been meditating a lot. He's uh, very thoughtful and very... Yeah, you know, when you meet him, he, you can feel that he has, uh, he has good balance. He, he's centered. So uh, if you want to implement something from this podcast, I recommend you to... He was talking about three ways to shift the focus. And one was the breath, one was the tension, and one, one was the attention, what you put the attention on. So you can practice the breathing. Uh, just uh, catch yourself sometimes during the day. Also, you can, if you want to use the strategic tech coaching method to involve technology, put a few reminders on the phone that just comes up, that says breathe. And then when it comes up, you... Sent, focus on your breath for a few take a few deep breaths and just uh, focusing on, on the, your breathing and see see what happens notice what happens you calm down you relax and 
you become more centric. Some deep breaths in through your nose, and breathe out, and breathe with your stomach, and focus on your breath. And uh, you can do that uh, anywhere you are, just to uh, practice to get more centered. And of course, uh, subscribe to the podcast if you're not only already a subscriber. We have more interesting guests. Actually, I have uh, some really cool guests. One guy that is coming up is another guy I interviewed this summer when I was in Sweden. He has a coaching program that is uh, known all over the world. So subscribe to the podcast to get the latest updates. And also, if you like these episodes, you can do two things. You can share some uh, share an episode with a friend, somebody that you think uh, would enjoy these topics that we're talking about and the other thing is you can go to itunes if you have an iphone and give us a review and uh, maybe write a review and give us a of course five star <laughs> wink wink and uh, yeah that's it for this time thank you so much for listening thank you for listening to the strategic tech coaching podcast with your host oscar and derma we'll catch you next time